After some time, Krishna gave up his rapture and resumed his attack on the phalanxes of gopis. Kissing them, snapping their necklaces, and ripping open their blouses, Krishna appeared like an elephant in rut, trumpeting joyfully while trampling clumps of lotuses in a forest. The battlefield looked astonishing after the fog of colored powders settled. Red powder completely covered both the gopis and the sporting field. The colored water and musk drops dripping off the bodies of the gopis muddied the ground. The holy battlefield appeared to be sprinkled with the blood from an elephant devastated by an angry lion. The musk drops on the ground looked like bumblebees smelling that blood. Lying on the ground, the fallen syringes of the gopis looked like the teeth and bones of that elephant scattered across the forest floor. The gopis' defeat drowned Maromangal in an ocean of happiness. Raising his arms, he joyfully danced and shouted, <laughs> Well done, Krishna, bravo! In my whole life I have never felt so good. Oh, Merlidar, that's what they get for putting your dear friend into such extreme distress. Just see how the gopis' blouses are torn and their carefully strung necklaces crushed to dust. All their puja paraphernalia is strewn here and there. Their hair, faces, and breasts are covered with colors. They got just what they deserved. But alas, my dear friend, we better watch out, because they can outwit anyone in Brahma's creation. If they again join forces with their leader, Srimati Radharani, they might violently attack us in great numbers. Driven by anger, those gopis, who are hostile by nature, could do anything to us. So, let us run away from here before that happens. While smiling, some of the cowherd boys said, Talkativeness is Batu's natural defect. Because of his fickle mind, one minute he acts boldly, and the next moment he shivers in fright. Oh, Krishna, console Batu and keep him from panicking and becoming disturbed again. Krishna said, O Kusamasava, give up your cowardice. Show me those gopis whom you fear. Why should you be afraid in my presence? Feeling reassured and confident, Kusamasava continued the battle. Boldly jumping forward, he pointed toward the gopis and said, This way! This way! Krishna and the cowherd boys went to a garden of Madhavi creepers, wherein Srimati Radharani, Lalita, and the other Sakis picked flowers. In great joy, the gopis attacked Hari with millions of restless, sidelong glances. Krishna shot back the arrow of his love-laden glance. Hitting Srimati Radharani's breast, that arrow pierced the armor of her shyness to release a splendor that radiated in all directions. Radha retaliated with the arrow of her sidelong glance, which was coated with the deadly poison of the kaljal surrounding her beautiful blue eyes and sharpened by her brightly beaming smile. That arrow mercilessly pierced the heart of Krishna. 
seeing his friend completely devastated by Srimati Radharani's glance. Batu swelled in ecstasy, shaking his hands and turning his head from side to side. Batu said, My dear friend, do not become bewildered while I am here to help you. Take this flower bomb and douse them in colors. Alas, what is impossible for one who has a friend like me? Though weary from the pastimes of Holi, Vrishubhanu Nandini suddenly gained new enthusiasm. Radha's eyes bloomed wide and her eyebrows moved elegantly like the movements of a swan. Her golden bangles rang loudly, proclaiming victory as she took a vermilion flower bomb in her lotus palm and fired it at Krishna's chest. This broke Krishna's rapture. To the delight of all the gopas and gopis, Krishna sprang into action, grabbed the flower bomb, and chased after Srimati Radharani. He looked like an angry lion whose sleep had been interrupted. Lalita confronted Krishna and said, O oh, crest jewel of relishers, which playful girl threw that vermilion ball on your chest? It appears that she did not really throw a ball at you, but actually offered you her love. Do you know her name? Indeed, she always enchants you. But now is not a good time to become bewildered. Think it over very carefully, for nothing you are pursuing, my innocent Saki. Lost in the bliss of holy, Krishna ignored Lalita and continued chasing Radha. Then Radha smiled slightly and cast the playful waves of her glance at Shamasaki before hiding amongst her friends. Catching Shamasaki, Krishna smeared colors in her hair, on her forehead, cheeks, and breasts. Considering this an unfair act, Bakulamala, Shamasaki's girlfriend, anxiously said, Hey, Shamasundar, that witty girl who pelted your chest with a flower bomb now throws out pearls with her flashing white smile. The radiance of her beautiful face mocks the glowing full moon. Why did you leave her aside to harass my innocent friend? After listening to Bakulamala, Krishna directed his attention once again toward Radha instead of Shamasaki. Eager and full of passion, Krishna approached Radha and said, O proud girl, come here and show your strength by throwing those balls at me. Being overwhelmed by Radha's presence, Krishna smiled slightly and cast a sidelong glance as he moved closer to his beloved. Radha shouted a command. O Sakis, surround him and smash him with your flower bombs. Surround him, surround him, smash him. The effulgent young gopis almost captured Krishna, the relisher of transcendental bliss. The sportive son of Nanda Maharaj struck back by splashing the gopis with a volley of colors. The gopis responded with a shower of flower bombs. Aiming his jeweled syringe, Krishna completely drenched the gopis with streams of fragrant kumkum and sandalwood-scented water. Although repulsed by Krishna's furious attack, the gopis regrouped and repeatedly tried to capture him. 
the colored waters of Holi washed away every bit of the Gopis' shyness. Encouraged by their increasing numbers, spontaneous affection, and agitated hearts, the Gopis surrounded their beloved, just like moonbeams encircling a cloud. All the directions reverberated with the sweet love songs of Matangi and her host of canaries, accompanied by venas and other musical instruments. The bangles on the lotus stem arms of the gopis jingled softly as they threw flower balls at the emperor of love. Bumblebees, cuckoos, and other exotic birds hummed and warbled pleasingly. The creepers danced along according to the instructions of the wind. Krishna's intimate friends, like Subal, sang the Vasant Raga. Some boys threw flower bombs and colored powders on each other. Batu, the expert joker, performed an ecstatic dance, full of mirth. Their bangles chiming sweetly, like the chirping of intoxicated sparrows. The gopis raised their lotus stem arms and again attacked Krishna. This time, instead of resisting, Krishna pretended to be too weak and too tired to fight back. On the pretext of resting and catching his breath, Krishna stopped for a short time. While he rested, the gopis stole his flute, jeweled syringe, flower bow, and arrows. One clever gopi even tried to remove Krishna's ornaments. However, Srimati Radharani stopped her with a hint of her eyebrows because she did not want Krishna to be humiliated in his defeat. Then Radharani tenderly wiped the perspiration and colored powders from Krishna's lotus face with the edge of her sari. Radha deeply relished the sweetness of serving her beloved after the battle. Taking tambul from the hands of a maidservant, Radha put it into the mouth of Krishna. With the movements of her eyebrows, Radha directed Shamasaki to gently fan her lord. Seeing the gopis covered in colored powder, Marumangal laughed and danced about while moving his shoulders and twisting his neck. He loudly shouted, Oh, Subal and my friends, we have won! Today, Krishna has broken the pride of that famous daughter of King Vrishabhanu. Now she spontaneously serves him like a humble maidservant. Ah, what could be more amusing? Although our dear friend Krishna is slightly exhausted from the battle of Holi, he shines gloriously in his triumph. Ah, this is certainly befitting. Alas, how could Krishna not be victorious? With a counselor like me, success is automatically guaranteed. After saying this, Batu happily raised his arms and danced about blissfully. All the gopas and gopis thoroughly enjoyed the funny antics of Batu. Overwhelmed with delight and satisfaction, Srimati Radharani kindly gave him her own pearl necklace. The Vanidevis, led by Vrinda and Matangi, rejoiced upon seeing the sweet loving exchanges of Krishna and the gopis. Everyone experienced the greatest happiness by playing holy. Concluding the festival of spring, Krishna played his flute and walked away with his friends. They entered a shady grove 
to rest amidst pleasing sounds of buzzing bees. Losing their gravity, the boys submerged in an ocean of joy as they smelled the sweet aroma of the forest flowers. Srimati Radharani, who is expert in the 64 arts, relished unlimited happiness during this holy pastime. Pleased with the superb musical performance of Matangi and her associates, Radha gave them many valuable presents and dismissed them. Afterwards, Srimati Radharani and her friends relaxed in a beautiful mango grove, wherein Krishna had often played. Joking and laughing, Radha and her intimate sakis then enjoyed a sumptuous feast. <laughs> 